I love the power glove. It's so bad. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 126. And we're actually not talking about the games we played back in the day. We're talking about a movie we watched back in the day that was about the games we played back in the day. Several games, in fact, including one big one. It's the big title of this movie. It's it's one of the most requested titles since this whole podcast launched. This week, we are finally talking about the Power Glove wearing, Double Dragon mastering, Mario 3 debuting, California-ing flick that starred the kid from the Wonder Years. It's the fucking wizard. My good buddy, gaming nerd, and movie geek Tyler returns to the podcast this week. Uh, You might remember him from such episodes as the Super Mario Brothers movie review and the Halo 2 episode we did and a whole bunch of other ones uh and we spent a good hour talking about how bad yet good this stupid movie is and full warning this episode does contain spoilers uh the movie is fucking 30 years old so eat me uh and speaking of eating me it is time for our famous remember the game industry's infamous intro that's the official name now i'm not going to say the famous part every time but we're going to remember the game industry's infamous intro that's going to be what it's called i like that uh i just thought of that i like that fuck yeah uh never forget as always There are timestamps in the description box of this podcast telling you exactly when to skip to if you're only here for the wizard talk or fucking whatever. Feel free to leave me a bad review if you don't like the episode or the podcast. You're welcome to do that. But if it's about the length of the intro, you will be mocked mercilessly. Ask the last couple people that left those intros because I know it's long. Most of you have said you like it long. And for those of you that are uncomfortable with really long things, I left the the directions right there in the box telling you when to skip to. No more complaint. Well, you can keep complaining about it, but I just, I'm not just going to make funny. I don't care anymore. We're not changing it. I thought about changing it. Everyone said, don't change it. So no changes are coming. Um, and on the topic of bad reviews, uh, if you haven't checked out my weekly gaming news show game patch yet, uh, it doesn't have any bad reviews yet. Anyways, I don't think last time I checked, it didn't. Uh, it's my weekly modern gaming news podcast where I talk, I basically do what I do here. I swear and struggle to form complete sentences and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but while talking PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, everything's Nintendo Switches, all the biggest news in the world of current video games, uh, you can find Game Patch wherever you get podcasts. New episodes go live every Monday morning. Or, there it is, sign up for our Patreon and you'll get it three days early. Just like Silvered Grunion and Tony Shirashetti. Shirashetti. I think I said that right. I hope so. I hope I did. If I didn't, I'm Tony. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can sign up and get it three days early on Patreon, just like Silvered Grunion and Tony did. Thank you both so, so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. And this is actually the best time of the month to sign up because it charges you the day you register, and then you get charged on the first of every month moving forward. So if you sign up right now, you get a whole month of perks for just the two bucks, right? It's the change in your car's ashtray. It's December 2nd when this episode goes live. You get the whole month. Uh, You'll get Game Patch every Friday morning, early access. You don't have to wait till Monday. You can start your weekend off with the biggest gaming news from my fucking mouth. Plus, 
You get access to our Patreon-exclusive gaming podcast, Expansion Pass, plus all the old episodes of it. There's over 50 bonus podcasts waiting you, uh, waiting for you, and it's things like game reviews, ranking lists, discussions about historical gaming events, just all kinds of fun video game talk. Uh, last week, we broke down the games that we should love but don't, and I think this week, I'm going to do a list people have been asking for for quite a while, and I'm going to rank my top 10 favorite RPGs. That's been one that's been on the list forever. Uh, excuse me, on the topic suggestion list forever. So I'm going to rank my favorite RPGs. That'll be this Sunday's episode. Uh, and then in addition to getting all the extra podcasts, you can pick the games we cover on Remember the Game. You can submit comments to be read on all the shows. You get access to our new Discord service. And most importantly, goddammit, you can support me and support Remember the Game Industries. Almost 150 of you doing that now. When we get to 200, I'm sending everyone a, a Remember the Game lanyard and a thank you note. God, like two bucks might seem like nothing. I know. I listen to other podcasts with these Patreons and I'm like, ah, they're fine. And yeah, I'm fine. Like I have food, but boy, it just, it really helps keep these things ad free or very close to ad free. It keeps them, you know, out of behind paywalls and all that stuff. So two bucks, patreon.com slash remember the game. Uh, and as I mentioned, one of the perks you get is you get to vote for games we cover here on Remember the Game. And our Patreon poll for December is live right now. They always run about the first week of the month. Every month, our Patreons pick one game that we cover, and they're made up of a list of games that you guys have asked for that I've just never played to review. And the nominees on this month's Patreon poll are River City Ransom for the NES, ActRaiser for the Super Nintendo, Gunstar Heroes for the Sega Genesis, NBA Jam on the Super Nintendo. I know it's on everything, but I have the Super Nintendo version. RBI Baseball for the NES, and the remastered version of the original Resident Evil. For the GameCube, I will be playing it on probably PS4, but it's the GameCube version. Uh, the one that originally came out on GameCube. So anyway, those are your six options. You can vote now. That poll will be running until Monday night. So get in there if you're interested, if you want to support us. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. No more Patreon plugs, I promise. Uh, and then as always, you guys know I got to plug my Twitch really quick. I stream on Twitch Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Look for Member the Game on Twitch. Not Remember. Member the Game at Twitch.tv. You can watch me play video games, chat with me. I chat back with you. It's lots of fun. Uh, and don't forget, December 18th and 19th, we'll be streaming for 24 straight hours to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton uh, so you can gather the kids by the fire and watch me swear and eat donairs for 24 straight hours, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and that's all my self-promotion, you guys. I'm done. I try to get through it as fast as I can, but I have to do it. It's my job. Uh, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow you guys. There, That's the segue I need to just get used to saying. And let's blow in the cartridge. It's the opening segment of the show each week. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related but not always we call it blowing in the cartridge it's a lot of fun so uh let's blow and the first cartridge i'll be blowing in this week is stupid monkeys and stupid monkey said if the venom symbiote makes up eddie brock's clothes does that mean he's just free balling in that ooze hmm you know what stupid monkey uh, truth i swear on my life i've thought this exact same thing is he if you don't quickly if you don't know anything about the character venom i don't know if anyone listening to this doesn't but if you don't know anything about venom he's a, a anti-hero he's a villain slash hero in the marvel universe he's a rival of spider-man and he's a dude named eddie brock who gets a hold of an alien symbiote which as the monkey mentioned it's just like black ooze it's just a blob of black ooze but when it gets a hold of someone and attaches to somebody kind of takes over their body and then they can make it in anything they want so eddie brock can turn into big badass cool looking venom but he can also just make it look like regular street clothes he can do whatever so i've wondered that too is he wearing clothes under there or is he just walking around naked 
covered in alien. I've also wondered if he, like, when he showers, does the alien just go inside of him? Or does he take the alien off? I assume it just goes inside of him. But anyway, we're talking clothes, not showers. Uh, so now in the Maximum Carnage comic books, which I highly recommend if you're a Spider-Man fan. That's when Venom and Spider-Man and friends team up to fight Carnage and friends. Uh, there's a scene where Carnage uh, has Eddie Brock captured. He's torturing him. He's like wrapped up in chains. He's in the Statue of Liberty. He's tied up in chains. Um, and the symbiote's basically gone. And if, if my memory serves me correctly, he's just wearing like a Speedo or something. Because obviously they weren't going to draw him naked in the comic book. Uh, so I am going to say, out of respect for the symbiote, Eddie's rocking something under that alien suit. Maybe it's just a Speedo or Tidy Whities or something. But he's rocking some underwear under there. I, I feel like they wouldn't have the tight relationship they do if Eddie was just constantly dropping a sweaty tea bag on his alien buddy. So I think he's wearing some underwear under there. I don't think he's free balling as you so gracefully put it. Uh, great question. I really have thought about that. That's how I love that. We're starting the episode off with whether or not Eddie Brock is naked under the symbiote. That's that's remember the game industries right fucking there, baby. Well done. Uh, Ben wrote into us and said, uh, reports have popped up that the original writers of the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie trilogy would like to make a fourth movie in the same style with the costumes and everything. Seth Rogen is also working on an animated Turtles movie, much like 2007's TMNT. Which would you prefer? Hmm. Now, I'm a pretty big Ninja Turtles fan, as most of you probably know. And uh, honestly, I'd prefer anything that just gets me another Turtles movie. Like, I'm fine with either of these options. But if you're putting a gun to my head and you're making me pick which one I want to see more, I might not be the popular take, but I actually think I might prefer the animated one. Like, I love those original Ninja Turtles movies. If you've ever come by my Twitch stream, I actually have a a reproduction of the first Ninja Turtles poster hanging in my office right behind my desk. I love that. I love that movie. Uh, and I'd love to see what they could do with that today and with the costumes and all that kind of stuff. But I do also think they're limited in what they can do with a real life film. And I know CGI and you look at Avengers and some of the movies today and like it's opened up. You could pretty well do anything you want. But computer animation to me just opens so many more doors. I feel like it just works better with the Ninja Turtles art style. I didn't particularly care for TMNT, the movie. Uh, I thought the story with the statues and Patrick Stewart and stuff was kind of boring, but I fucking love the animation in that movie and the way the four turtles treat each other. Like the rooftop fight between Raphael and Leonardo in the rain might be the best three minutes in any turtles movie ever made aside from the vanilla ice concert in turtles too. So I like, yeah, I would love to see, and, and honestly, I'm excited to see what Seth Rogen, you know, forget the computer animated or not animated. Seth Rogen is at the helm of the ship for that movie. And that, uh, has me excited. Cause I mean, Rogan's a fan. He knows the turtles. I like Seth Rogen. I have faith in him. Uh, so yeah, I think I'd prefer the animated one, but like, I'd be lying if I said that I won't be lined up day one to watch either or both of these movies. Like more turtles is almost always a good thing. So I fucking really hope they, there was, uh, I'm not going to get into it, but there was originally plans for like, they had kicked around an idea for a fourth turtles movie. Uh, read about it, like where the turtles were going to be like mutating into like future forms and stuff because the mutagen in their in their bodies was acting up. But like it's never happened. Obviously, you can Google it if you want to hear more about that. This isn't a turtles podcast. Maybe someday, but not yet. Uh, and then finally, as you guys like to, or you guys, you may or may not know, every week I let one person be distinguished as sending in the official letter time letter of the week. And this week, that honor goes to Vincent L. So with that said, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Vincent L. wrote into us on Patreon and said, So I hear that you have never given any game a 10 out of 10 grade on your show other than Super Mario Brothers 3? For the record, Vincent, it was Super Mario World. Uh, But that's okay. 
Uh, Vincent continues, I have the same sentiment about Star Fox 64. Yeah, I have a ton of memories of that game growing up, but every time I crank it up on my Nintendo 64, I know I'm about to play a fun, fast-paced game with an easy-to-follow plot, lovable, wholesome characters, and a kick-ass soundtrack. Star Fox 64 is a wholesome, campy, early 3D scroll shooter that's fun for any age, still holds up to this day, and has a special 10 of 10 rating in my heart. Do a barrel roll. Fucking, I like that. Well done, Vincent. This letter, this whole letter warmed my fat heart for, uh, because I think every gamer out there, every single person listening to my voice right now that plays video games or used to play video games, you have at least one 10 out of 10 game in your heart, right? Like mine is Super Mario World. That will always be my first love. Vincent's is Star Fox 64, which admittedly I've never played, but I constantly hear fucking great things about, like... I just, oh, if only Nintendo had a fucking portable console that they could put Nintendo 64 games on. That I could, And I just realized that as I said that, the game was ported to the 3DS, which was a portable console that I could play it on. And shut up. You know what I mean? I want them on Switch. I want Nintendo 64 games on Switch. That's what I was trying to say. Um, but I actually read Vincent's letter and I thought, man, like what a fun episode of Expansion Pass that could be. Everybody's 10 out of 10 game. And then I could finally tell you guys a couple of my other 10 out of 10 games without breaking my no other game gets a perfect score rule. So we might do that in the near future for an episode of Expansion Pass. And if we do, credit will 100% go to Vincent. So is that something you guys would be interested in for Expansion Pass? Let me know. Maybe one where everybody writes in or some other people give me their 10 out of 10 games and I could give you a couple more of my 10 out of 10 games that I refuse to give a 10 out of 10 due to the rules here at the on the show. So uh, thank you very much for writing in, Vincent. Great letter uh, or whatever post on Patreon. I, I like calling them letters. And uh, yeah great call but i appreciate that was great fuck yeah i enjoyed that that's that's enough blowing this week but that was a good end blow that was good um yeah let's go let's get into our smash hit segment you guys know how this works play one remake one erase one and a huge thank you as always to classic concentration from the nes for unknowingly providing us with the official theme music. And for one week only, we're actually changing the show. It is not play one, remake one, erase one. It is watch one, remake one, erase one. The rules are simple, you guys. Each week, I give our listeners three retro games, or in this case, video game movies. They can watch one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern AAA blockbuster flick and the third movie is a race from time forever so this week i figured sticking with the gaming moving themes we're going to shift gears a little bit we're going to play watch one remake one erase one instead of playing play one remake remake one erase one i've said that the title too many times uh and this week it is the crappy video game movies edition and our contenders our contestants if you will this week are the super mario brothers movie the doom movie and the Street Fighter movie. And as always, there are no wrong answers here, but there is a correct one, and I'm going to tell you what that is in just a minute. And and thank you, as always, again, to everyone that played. This is easily the segment that gets the most replies every week on Patreon. I can't read them all because this segment would go fucking forever. But I'll get into a few. Thank you for everyone that wrote in. Keep writing in. I promise you'll get on the show. Uh, and we're going to start this week with fucking KMR Live, who wrote in and said, as one who has seen all of these films, let's just not watch any of them. They either all need to be remade or blinked from existence. I assure nothing of value would be lost. And Leon K wrote in with the same uh, sentiment and said, can't we just erase all of them? And my answer to both of you is no. Listen, you two, you guys are veterans of this fucking show. You know the rules, okay? This isn't erase one, erase one, erase one. Although that would make editing the segment and stuff about 200 times 
faster and easier. <laughs> now we play a race one, a race one, a race one, and we just wipe out three games. You have to watch one, and you have to remake one. You can only erase the third. And because of your blatant disrespect and disregard for the rules here at Remember the Game Industries, you now have to watch all three of these movies on DVDs with extra scenes and commentary, and you can't drink or be high in the process. No snacks. Raisins. You can only, and I, for the record, I like raisins, but you can only have raisins while you watch this. That's it. And I'm sorry to come down on you too, but I want everyone to understand that if you're going to come up into my house and break the rules here, remember the game industries, there are going to be consequences. All right. I know all of you want to just erase all these movies, but that's not happening on my watch. Although (laughs) if we were allowed to do that, that would have been my answer for this game too. And I haven't even seen all three of these movies. So that's what I would have done as well. Uh, Martin Greenwood wrote in, And said, hey all, I let my son Riley play this week as he has been wanting to for ages. So this is the view of a 10 year old that hasn't seen any of the movies. And in fairness, it's the same order that I would use. Erase Mario Brothers because, well, it's the frickin' Mario Brothers movie. Watch Doom as it looks incredibly interesting. And remake Street Fighter as many people still love the franchise, me included. Riley, I like the way you think. I Listen, I can't in good conscience erase the Mario Brothers movie. I know it sucks. But I just love those plumbers too much to get rid of it altogether. I haven't seen Doom, but I actually think it looks interesting as well, despite the basically nonstop bad reviews. And I actually agree that a new Street Fighter movie done properly could probably clean up because people love that franchise. So while I don't agree with your order necessarily, Riley, thank you for playing, my friend. I appreciate that. Come back and play again. You're welcome here anytime. Joe Gillespie wrote into us and said, watch Street Fighter because it's so bad it's good. Remake Super Mario Brothers because the casting seems like it should be awesome, but goddamn did they mess up the end product. There's something going on there though, and I would like to see it done, and not just the cartoon from Blue Sky like we're getting soon. And then erase Doom, never a Doom guy, but go watch Alien and Aliens instead. Uh, thanks for writing in, Joe. A couple of points here. Number one, I think everybody has a movie that they describe as so bad it's good. And I can get on board with that. Like The Wizard. I think some people would describe The Wizard that way. Uh, For what it's worth, off the top of my head, I think the movie that I would describe like that is probably Batman Forever. I know a lot of people hate that movie. I like that movie a lot, but I know it sucks. Um, I also agree that the casting of the Mario movie was spot on. Everything after the casting is where it fell apart. Uh, So my order is not exactly the same as yours, but the logic is. Good answer, Joe. Well done. Andre wrote in and said, watch Street Fighter. I enjoy this movie for how bad it is. I love the overacting and the cheesiness. Remake Doom. Now, I think if you give this movie to the right person, you could get a pretty sweet flick out of it. The Doom Slayer working his way through hordes of monsters could be sweet. And then Erase Mario Brothers. I don't care for this movie. I saw it as a kid. I didn't like it. I rewatched it later with your brother and confirmed I don't care for it at all. So first, this is another Street Fighter is so bad it's good comment, which is just fucking awesome. To hear one person say that is whatever, but to hear numerous people say that, that's hilarious to me. Poor Street Fighter. Uh, and I get your logic, Andre, but again, I'm, I'm not going to delete Mario. Plus, you brought my brother up, and that could get you banned around here. So no more, don't bring him, no, he's fine. My brother and I get along fine. He's like the Waluigi to my Mario. No, he's Toad. I'm Mario and he's Toad. And he's not like the leader redheaded Toad. He's like third player yellow dotted Toad that nobody really knows why he's. That's my brother. Um, 
White Bur- <laughs> that felt good. Uh, White Burrow wrote in and said, "Watch Street." <laughs> I love the end of this. Watch Street Fighter. It fits its era of '90s films like Mortal Kombat that are classics. Remake Mario because then we get to keep the old one and imagine what they could do if they made it good. They could throw in a Mario Kart racing scene, which would be hilarious. There's so much they could expand upon. And then finally, erase Hollow Knight. Oh, oh, Soprano. That was a Soprano style. Like, oh, there. I. I don't know if that's a typo, White Burrow, or if you're just throwing shade at Hollow Knight, but there will be no erasing of that game here, sir, that I'm going to chalk it up to you playing play one, remake one, erase one while you're under the influence of something. I was totally on board with everything you were saying. I think a Mario Kart scene in a Mario movie would be awesome, but then you come on in and say erase Hollow Knight? Oh, that's no, sir. Oh, that's you're even closer to getting banned than Andre is for bringing up my brother. Uh, Thomas D. Reynolds wrote in and said, watch Mario Brothers is such a great but ridiculous movie. I'm thinking it came out just before Mario All-Stars, which gave it the hype it needed. No sense in remaking it now. I can't imagine it being any better. Remake Street Fighter, take of the best martial art UFC fighters who can act, of course, and have it be directed by Wilson Yip and you have a modern day blockbuster. And then Erase Doom, this movie was a complete mess. Let this title stay true to its roots and keep it in video game genre. I think a remake would be fucking terrible. Uh, so I'm going to get to my answer in just a second here. Um, and when I explain my logic, I think what I'm about to say will make sense. But I agree with your order, Thomas. I haven't seen Doom or Street Fighter. So my watch is one of them. Like the, the movie I would watch is one of them to see what it's all about. Uh, and to see why everybody hates them both. But um, I, if I had seen them already, then I would agree with you. Doom is better served in a game than a movie. It doesn't need a story. Just run around killing aliens. So I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, Thomas, thank you for writing in. Uh, Adam Anderson wrote in and said, Watch Super Mario Brothers. That movie is a treasure. Remake Street Fighter. I'm always game for a good martial arts movie. Erase Doom. Just unnecessary. Hard to capture Doom the game in movie form. Adam Anderson, I like you. You have a great name. You seem like a good guy. Your Doom and your Street Fighter logic is solid. But to, 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 to call the Mario Brothers movie a treasure... I don't know, sir. That's it. <laughs> the, the Mario movie is about as much of a treasure as I am a contender to be the mayor of Great Britain, my friend. That shit's not going to happen. But I get where you're coming from. Uh, and now Brian Ransom wrote in and said, I'd remake Mario. We have better CGI, so there should be no excuse for the horrible graphics. Give it a plot that actually resembles the franchise. Could be, you know, it could include rescuing both Peach and Daisy. Make the Goombas the little brown turds that they are. And for all that is holy, make Bowser the fire-breathing dinosaur dragon turtle creature he is, not some human who gets mutated. Also, just for you, Adam, add the Koopa Kids and give Bowser Jr. some screen time. Watch Doom as it is. Out of all these, this is the only one that is even remotely close to the source material, plus with the rock kept or plus the rock keeps it from being erased. And then erase Street Fighter. There are plenty of fighting theme movies out there. I would not miss this. I've also heard about a possible Mortal Kombat reboot, so if that's the case, I can get my fix there. Now, the thing about this, Brian, is you had me on your Mario selling until you said give Bowser Jr. some screen time, my friend. That sounds even worse than the original Mario Brothers movie. I liked everything you set up until then. But I will... Ugh, I'll stay sober and watch these movies with the cheaters I mentioned off the top before I watch a movie with fucking Bowser Jr. in it. That little imp. Fuck that. Bowser Jr. Love aside, though, this is my order as well. And shout out to Adam Beasley for also nailing it. Adam snuck in minutes before I fucking recorded this. Uh, remake Mario Brothers with a better story and more nods to the game. It could be great. Leave Doom as it is. That movie's amazing and really fun to watch. The first person seen at the end makes the film. Erase Street Fighter. The anime does it better. So I, I, 
I don't necessarily agree with all the logic, but we're on the same wavelength here, Adam. And same with you, Brian. I would uh, I would watch Doom because I've never seen it or Street Fighter. So I've got to pick one of them to watch. I want to see if it's as bad as everyone says. Plus, I like The Rock and I like Doom more than I like Street Fighter. So I would watch Doom to see what everyone's so mad about. I would remake the Mario Brothers movie without fucking Bowser Jr. Uh, because like Joe Gillespie, as so many of you said, it could have been great. The casting was perfect. They just fucked everything else up. Now, I did not know that Bob Hoskins, who played Mario, had passed away. That's awful. I thought he was a fantastic Mario. I just, God damn it, I wish they had just taken that cast, at least Mario and Luigi. The, I know the guy who played Luigi, his name is suddenly escaping me, and all of you are probably yelling it into the microphone right now, or into your radio. But like, ugh. If they had just taken that initial cast and made something that resembled a Mario Brothers movie, it feels like it would have been the easiest movie ever made. Fuck fucking Mario movie. So I would remake that thing. And then I would erase the Street Fighter movie. I got to be honest, uh, nothing about this movie interests me. Like if I'm going to watch a movie about fighting, I'll watch Rocky or something or give us a punch out movie. Dude, a punch out movie would be fucking awesome. That would actually be a great expansion pass episode too. Maybe is what video games would make good movies. Punch out could be a great movie. Plus, I like Mortal Kombat better. I know, I know. I'm dodging the tomatoes being thrown at me. I just, I prefer Mortal, not the movies. I haven't seen any of their movies either, but I like the video games better. So that's my answer. Thank you to all of you that played. I'm sorry I can't read all of them. I really do try. I read them all personally. I can't get them all on the show. Keep playing. I promise I'll get you on the show sooner than later. Uh, what have I been playing? And then we're going to get into some wizard talk. Uh, primarily, I'm actually playing Bully now. It, it won our Patreon poll in November. I am running way behind, but I finally got it fired up, and it's fucking awesome. I put like five hours into it Monday night. Like I stayed up past midnight just sitting here playing it, and I'm really digging it. I'm hoping to finish the campaign in the next few days. I don't know how much of the collectible stuff I'm going to do, but I'll have the campaign and stuff done pretty soon. I'm pretty close. Uh, I will have an episode in the next two to three weeks coming up about uh, Bully on the show. Uh, I also finished Crash Bandicoot 4, the main, at least the main story. I still have a ton of shit to collect, but I finished the campaign. Fucking loved it. I was going to review it on Expansion Pass this weekend, but every time I streamed it on Twitch, people got mad and said they hated it. So the board has spoken. No Crash 4 review. Uh, but it's really, really fun. Hi, there's my, my review. Really, really fun. If you like Crash, you'll love Crash 4. Best Crash Bandicoot game ever made. Uh, I've put more time into Blaster Master. Uh, which I'm getting ready to record the Let's Play of, which will happen. I'll be recording that next week. The more I play it, the more I dig it. It's tough, uh, but I get why so many people like it. It's really fun. Uh, and then I finally fired up the Angry Video Game Nerd game on my Switch, and it's really dope. If you like the nerd and decent platformers, uh, I recommend it. It's, it's really fun. Uh, I might actually sneak it into my next mini indie review when I do another episode like that down the road. Um, and then I'm playing Tetris cause I'm always playing Tetris and that's it. That's what I've been playing. That's all the things, uh, before I get into the wizard talk, just quickly, I haven't actually fired it up yet or anything. I wasn't even going to bring it up cause I didn't want to act like I was kind of flexing on everybody, but you know what? I'm so excited that I am going to flex just a minute. Um, I actually had to go pick it up, but my girlfriend surprised me Tuesday morning with an Xbox series X. She was like, yeah, you should go pick it up. And it's, it's, yeah, uh, didn't get off a scalper, got it at Walmart. Just, I'm, I, I'm, as I'm talking to you guys right now, my Xbox one is transferring all my games over to it. I probably won't get a chance to play it for another day or two. Uh, but I'm so fucking happy. And, uh, if you are out there and I, I, I say it every week on game patch too, if you're looking for a PS five or an Xbox series X or an Xbox series S do not give the scalpers, the resellers a penny of your money. More are coming. Just fucking be patient. I know it's easier said than done, but just be patient. So ginormous shout out to the hero of my life, the Mario to my Princess Peach, 
my girlfriend Shaylee for hooking me up with an Xbox Series X. I'm very excited. I love her very much. I'm a lucky guy. Okay. Long enough intro. I just wanted to give her a shout out because she's the, she won't even listen to this. She doesn't listen to this show, but she's my hero. Uh, let's get into the wizard talk, you guys. Uh, you know, I like to give you nerds a chance to share some of your thoughts before we I indulge myself and ramble on with my guests for a little while. And a bunch of you wrote in. Michael Mathis said, I love this movie. I remember watching it when they played it as the Sunday night movie on CBS back in the day. We popped our VHS tape in and recorded it. I don't even know how many times we watched it. When I saw it on HBO Max recently, I sat down and rewatched it. Should it have ever won any Oscars or anything? God, no but I still love it. I wish they did more open tournaments like they did in the movie, you know, when COVID isn't a thing. It would still be a great way to introduce a brand new game to the world since it'd be live streamed nowadays. Dude, I agree. That'd be fucking awesome. I actually think that'd be a rat, like, I don't even, I mean, when Mario Odyssey 2 or something comes out, find a way to fucking do something like that with it. That'd be so rad. Uh, They did something like that with Mario Maker when it came out and everybody was like totally into it. It was awesome. Uh, And shout out to you, Michael, for bringing up uh, recording movies uh, from TV onto a VHS tape. Those were the days. (laughs) Commercials and everything. Fucking ah. And now you watch one of those videos and like even to watch the old commercials is fun. Those were just, those were good times. Um, OG Big Titus wrote in. And said, I actually agree with the Mathis fellow. This movie was and still is a fun watch. From Fred Savage being his usual smarmy self to, I don't know how to say his name, Bo Bridges, B-E-A-U, Bo Bridges, and Christian Slater gaming across the Western U.S. and feuding with the Kid Catcher to Asshole Lucas to all the game and music and pop culture placements. It was pretty much the 80s bottled up and put into a movie. California, indeed. The only thing that would have made it better is if it had been based on Sega. I was on board with everything you were saying, Titus, till the <laughs> a Sega version. They would have called it the other kid instead of the wizard. It's the other kid, and it's just two hillbillies trying to get to Ottawa for some fucking reason. Ah, yeah. The other kid. I like it. Doug Dorn wrote in and said, I've never even heard of this movie before today. Did it get released in the UK and I missed it, or was it North American only? I've never seen it on cable anywhere or heard anyone mention it in conversation uh, here in Canada, though. Am I missing out? Um, to be fair, Doug, I actually didn't see it until the late nineties myself. I don't remember when it came. I don't remember it coming out at all. Um, but I don't know if I'd say you're missing out per se, but it's worth a one over. You should definitely listen to this. Sorry. We're about to spoil the ending. It's not a very big twist ending. And then, well, I guess it kind of is. Uh, and then go watch it. Cause it's, it's worth a watch. I promise. And then Joe Gillespie wrote in and said, this is the definition of a nostalgia guilty pleasure. I feel like they were trying to do a kid's version of rain man, but it's obviously just one big super Mario three commercial. I still love it though. That's precisely what I said, my friend, not the rain man thing, but it is just a giant Mario three commercial. And that's why I so beloved. it. It might be the greatest commercial in the history of advertising and I'm ready to talk about it. So let's cue up some music. And a quick note before we get going, I said during the chat with Tyler that maybe I would try to get Lucas from the movie on the podcast someday. I googled him after we recorded and he's done some bad things and he can go fuck a cactus. I'm not going to get into details. You can look it up yourself. But please don't message me about it. I I don't know where it is in the show to edit it out, but Lucas is the first official ban from Remember the Game Industries. Never on my fucking show, you smarmy piece of shit. Uh, Good enough. Let's talk California, and let's talk The Wizard, which originally released in North America on December 15th, 1989. Get comfortable, you guys. Here we go. Listen up, you hot dogs. We're going to get to Link to the Past in just a second, but I want to give a huge shout-out to Analog Brewing here in Edmonton for teaming up with Remember the Game. 
Analog Brewing is an Edmonton-based brewery that churns out delicious beer. And what's rad about them is they're gaming nerds, just like me and you. All their beer has dope video game referencing names. They have awesome artwork on their cans. If you live in Edmonton, you've probably seen it somewhere. And they deliver as well. They offer next-day home delivery, Wednesday through Saturday evening in Edmonton and surrounding areas. It's a 24-can minimum outside of Edmonton. And delivery is free if you spend $40 or more. It's great beer. If you're Albertan, you probably drink anyway. And craft beer is so much better than the big-name mass-produced garbage out there. I drink their beer. I support their beer. They support the show. And if you live in or around Edmonton, show them some love. Hit up analogbrewing.ca. And don't forget to mention the podcast in your order, please. That way I can make a couple of bucks too. You're going to drink over the holidays. So support me, support local, support Analog Brewing. Analogbrewing.ca. Mention the podcast in your order. Thanks a lot. Now let's talk video games. So this is one of those episodes, that, as I'm sure I'll have hyped up during the intro, that I've actually been excited to do for quite a while. We haven't talked too many video game movies on here. People always bring them up. They bring up like the Street Fighter movie and Resident Evil and some shitty movies. But the one that comes up the most is the fucking wizard. And so my guest this week, returning to the show, longtime pal, a Patreon supporter, all that good stuff, a uh, card-carrying member of Remember the Game Industries is my buddy Tyler. How's it going, buddy? Oh, not too bad. How are you? I'm good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Like a hard <laughs> yeah, eight. Hard the podcast. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. And the podcast there. We're both good. Done. Done. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. That'd be a sweet podcast. How you doing? And it's just like 90 yeah. seconds. Just two guys. How's it going? And that's it. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're talking the wizard. A bunch of call- what? Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, do it a bunch of, do a bunch of cold calls like that. Just like random <laughs> dial people. And Hey, how's it going? I'm good. All right. <laughs> Click. And then and hang that's it up. Today's episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would listen to that. That'd be fucking awesome. Listen to it on double time speed, and you could get through your fix in about six seconds every week. Just the how's it going yeah. podcast. Um, actually, a buddy of mine, and I, no, I better not. I don't want to steal. I don't want anyone else to steal his idea. But he had a ah, whatever. He's not going to do it. He a couple years ago, a comedian I know had an idea for a podcast where he was going to call it Five Questions, and every week it was only going to be like ten minutes long, and he would just pick a guest like another comedian or whatever, and just ask them five random questions. And then oh, that would be the end of the show. Idea. I know. And I was like, dude, that sounds like such a fun, I would listen to that, but then he just never did anything with it. So, and I know oh. him. he probably got high that night and forgot the idea. And now it doesn't even, I probably just, I just gave away his idea, but he had two years. So fuck him. Um, so this week, so this <laughs> week, we're, the stature of limitation. Yeah. If you tell me an idea, two you've years. got it. You've got a couple years to act on it. Otherwise I'm giving it out to about 40 people. On my podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to steal it myself. I'm just going to give it to the 40 listeners I have and let them fight over it. Um, yeah, I'm stealing it. So this week we're talking The Wizard. And uh, fuck. So you said you just rewatched this movie last night? Yeah, my wife and I just watched it. So it, it wasn't your first time seeing it? No, I watched it when I was a kid and pretty much came to the conclusion that I was Jimmy Woods, that I was going to be a video game prodigy. Turns out that uh, I'm not. I'm terrible <laughs> at games. Um, shoot, my life has been wasted. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck. So then, boy, we're gonna get into Jimmy. Uh, what did you? So, what did your wife think? Did she? Did she like it? She loved it. She thought it was very cute. You know, she's not a huge gamer, so some of those little things were, as a video gamer, you're like, like anytime the dad's playing. Like he was playing Ninja Turtles at one point. He was like, I got the scroll, the sword scroll. I was like, that's not a fucking thing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like, oh. 
every time he said something, I was like, no, that's not in Zelda. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> half of this. Brittany, Brittany's just like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> like enjoying it. Uh, half of this podcast, I think, is just going to be us pointing out the blatant errors in the video games that they were playing and being like, that's not how that, that's not how that worked. Cause I, my girlfriend did not watch it with me. I watched it for the first time in probably fuck me 15, 20 years. I watched it this week. And like, I, I just like, if you're not a Nintendo fan, I'm, uh, that's why I asked what your wife thought. Cause I'm like, if you're not a diehard Nintendo nerd, is there anything redeemable about this movie? Cause like, let's just call a spade a spade, Tyler. Like this movie fucking sucks. I love it. What? I love it. But this movie sucks. It's, uh, I, I don't think it sucks. I think it's a good movie. I think it just misrepresents video games. And I think every movie that has video games in it does that. But the thing about this movie, so this movie came out in 1989. Nintendo had a world championship because of this movie. Like, yeah. The competition in this movie inspired Nintendo to actually come out with their world championship. That uh, Thor Ackelund or whatever the, I don't even know if he's autistic. So saying he's autistic might be offensive, but the autistic dude who won the Nintendo world championship in like 1990. And it was in that Tetris documentary. Yeah. Like that all came from this movie. So the one good thing about the movie is that it inspired that. And it's a cute story. It's a oh. cute, like coming, you know, like getting a family back together and like, I don't know. It's, it's it hits on a few points, but it totally misrepresents video games. Oh, like that is hey, oh yeah. The like, biggest hit against the movie. Like listen, it's I'm not when I say it's a bad movie, like I enjoyed watching it and I will watch it again. I'm not saying that like there's nothing redeemable about it, but I'm watching it the other night and I'm like if this if I wasn't just this little Nintendo nerd my whole life that was like every time like I don't know how you are, but when I'm watching the flick, literally I'm kind of just dragging my feet between scenes that don't feature a video game. And then something features a video game, and then I'm like, oh. And then I get mad about all the like the ways that they don't properly talk about or play the video game. And then it goes back to this horrible, like, okay, so this fucking story's so stupid. Like, if you've never, <laughs> I'm sorry, just like if you've never seen The Wizard, you guys, like Tyler said, it came out in '89. It's blatantly just a fucking Nintendo commercial. Like that's all it like. Oh, did, like blatantly, hugely. Nintendo, Nintendo approached the director and was like, hey. You know, we're having trouble getting uh, Super Mario 3 released. There was, like, some distribution er issues or whatever. So, it, like, Super Mario 3 had been released in Japan, but they were like, oh, we have this opportunity because we're having... I think it was, like, a chip shortage or a cartridge shortage or there was some fucking thing that they couldn't get the game in North America. So they were like, well, we have this opportunity to make a movie. Um, so there was this film in 1975 called Tommy, which was about this pinball god, and it was, like, this... You know, it's an, an adult film. It's way more, like, edgy and whatever right so the director was basically told like hey we want to make tommy but for kids about super mario 3 and it was the first like commercial for super mario 3 in north america oh. like the first you know it's just like i remember that time like i remember the i remember mario 3 coming out i remember the commercial where everyone makes the giant mario head like remember the yeah, yeah, camera yeah. goes in outer space and everyone's like i remember all that. i remember the box i remember trying to rent it not being able to get my hands on it i remember all that so like when I watch this movie, part of me just goes back to those days where I'm like, dude, I was their age when this movie came out. And this was like, I remember these days. But at the same time, it's like, so there's this fucking kid who has like something is wrong with him mentally. And all he really says is California. And yeah. they're going to put him Jimmy, in a... Jimmy Woods. Jimmy Woods. And he's all he can say is California. 
and then his mom and his stepdad are gonna put him in um in a mental hospital uh in the nut house and then his brother who is uh fred savage breaks basically breaks him out of the nut house to take him to california that's how the movie starts right did so, i miss anything no but do you know who plays jimmy woods no i have no idea Pretty sure it's uh, Toby Maguire. Oh my God! Hold on, hold on. Really? Oh no, it's Luke Edwards. It's Toby Maguire's film debut. Yeah, Who Maguire. I think Maguire's it? one of the bullies uh, that picks on them. Yeah, he's one of the uncredited goons. Yeah. Oh shit! I he, just saw in the I, I have the, the the Wikipedia open and it said Toby Maguire's film debut and I was like, get the fuck out of here! Was he Jimmy Woods? That would have been insane, Spider Man. Like it's the dude goes on yeah. to be Spider Man and at this time all he does is <laughs> plays a guy that picks on. This little weirdo that loves <laughs> Nintendo. So like, and yeah. this within this is like my biggest. And like, listen, I understand this is a children's movie. It's propaganda for video games. I'm not gonna sit here and poke holes in every little plot hole thing and point out every little problem with this. My biggest issue with this entire movie is that these two young children set off across the country to go to California, and then they have a and, they have like a from from Utah. That's impossible. They right. would be dead. Right. Like that's a long Especially, haul. That's <laughs> not Especially in the like. 80s yeah they're they're, <laughs> they're not going across the city like they're literally going across canada or across the u.s without yeah. like internet smartphones cell phones anything just two kids that apparently have no money but keep winning some by hustling people at video games and like yeah, and my well, and, and go ahead sorry sorry go ahead well i just was gonna well, say like, my, my okay i'm gonna get this off my fucking chat my biggest problem with this whole movie and i again i understand kids movie blah 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 i'm watching it and i'm like Literally none of the parents are freaking out. None of the cops are freaking out. Like I know that the dad and the older brother are driving across the country trying to find them. And so is that private investigator. But like they're stopping to play Nintendo and they're just fucking around. And I'm like, as are you guys serious right now that like you're too under 10 year old children are hitchhiking across the United States and you're just like, ah, this is fine. We're just going to stop and play Ninja Turtles on the Nintendo here for a while. Like, I just like, I'm like, nobody cares. I was like, what, what is this? How does nobody care? Like I get that Jimmy sucks and he's annoying. I understand that, but how do you not want him back? What the fuck? Because it was the 80s, man. I know. Nobody fucking cared about that. That was the thing is nobody did care. The amount of times I threatened to run away in the 80s and my mom was like, here's your bag. Fucking see ya. Like, it was just a different time than it is now. But it drives me fucking insane. A prime example is, do you remember going camping in the 80s? Where your parents would put you in the back of a pickup truck with a canopy on it and a mattress? (laughs) No seatbelts, no fucking nothing. If you got in a car accident, the kids would be dead. Yeah, yeah. But it was the 80s. That that was a regular thing in the 80s. Fucking brutal. (laughs) So, okay, so... So, so, and then my point about that. These kids going across... So, these kids are like... 13, 8, and whatever the, you know, like, young kids. They're talking like like Robert Redford and, uh, what's his name, Paul Newman in, like, Pool Hall Junkies or whatever movie they did where they're Pool Hall Sharks. Like, they're talking like they're adult sharks, like, totally scam artists. No way kids would be talking about that at that age. No. I, like, and maybe I was just an idiot kid, but their kids weren't hustling people like that at that age like when he walks up to the kids in utah and that like the two old dudes in utah in some fucking bar playing in an arcade and it's like yeah you're pretty good and starts like 
putting the hustle on him. Yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. There's no way. It's but... so, so, it's so stupid. Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is such a stupid movie. So then, like, but, so... It, but it's <laughs> a fun movie. That's it is like, fun. The it whole is. time, the whole time I'm watching it and criticizing all of this, I'm having fun. Like, Exa- I was, yeah, agreed. Com- compared to, compared to watching like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Or the Doom movie, like Doom with uh with the Rock yeah. and uh, what's his name, the guy who plays Judge Dredd, and he's in The Boys right now. He's Carl Urban. That movie is god awful, like not watchable. Right. Whereas this, I was I'm criticizing the shit out of it, but I enjoyed it the whole time. I was having fun the whole time watching it. I agree with that. And listen, like if it sounds like I'm shitting on it for the next half hour, or so I probably will be. But I promise you, at the end of the episode, <laughs> it's gonna get a good score because I like this fucking movie. But you're right. So they're yes. fucking. So that's how the. So that's just. That's the longest short of it. Is it's California? Everyone has been sending me that since I said we were going to talk about it. Because that's all fucking Jimmy <laughs> says is he's got to go to California. So then Fred Savage, yes. the kid from The Wonder Years, breaks this kid out of a mental hospital and they hitchhike to California. And then along the way, right. they meet this girl who's like a street tough, like trucker's daughter. You know, um, yeah, Jen, Jenny Jenny Lewis. She's actually a, a folk singer or, or rhythm and blues singer or something like that. Now, oh, okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. so they meet up with her. And she's kind of like the street smarts, and then basically the three of them make their way across the country, uh, hustling people at video games because it turns out that like when they go to the first bus station or something, Fred Savage puts like a quarter into like a double dragon machine, and and that's another thing I love about this movie is that like. There's just these arcade machines everywhere that are just full of like I know that Double Dragon wasn't NES game, but it's like they're just full of like all these random like he's playing Ninja Turtles in the arcades and stuff like that, like the original. And I'm like, that's not what? Okay, whatever. That like that's yeah, that. that's not how this works. Um but yeah, so then Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy plays Double Dragon and it turns out that he's like a prodigy at video games and he just instantly is really, really good at video games. Which like you're watching yeah. that and you're like, he only played for a few minutes. And he got this like super high score at Double Dragon, which is an impossible. Like, no, it's no, it's not. He didn't do that. Like, it's just it fucking drives me crazy. As I'm like, that's not how yeah. this works. They make these games. They're like he beat Ninja Gaiden without like losing a life or something. And I was like, Ooh, no then, one in the oh, history of gaming has ever done that. Shut the fuck up. Well, and and when they show it, when they show it, he has two lives missing. Like when they show the screenshot of him playing Ninja Gaiden, they're like, he's never, he hasn't even taken a hit. He had two hits off. Him. I was like, that bull- ah, that's such a god here. Oh, fuck you fucking drives me nuts. <laughs> and that's the way they all play video games. Like they're all just like super into it. And I'm just like, that's not how people play video games. And it borderline offends me. Like I like this isn't gonna be the same thing, but like I'm not a religious man. But if you're heavily religious and then somebody did a movie that was basically all about your religion and was just constantly misrepresenting it and making it seem like, I was like, that would bother you. And video games are as close to my religion as I have for a religion. And it really bothers me. I'm like, that's not how these games fucking work. And like, you're right. Stuff like that. Stuff like them talking about how far they are into Ninja Turtles when they're on the first level. The fucking sewer. Leonardo hasn't lost a single hit yet. They're talking about how Jimmy is a god. Here it comes. I knew these were coming. They talk about how Jimmy's this goddamn video game prodigy, but he's playing the Ninja Turtles game where he's in the dam and he's swimming and like all four of his turtles are practically dead. And I'm like, dude, I can beat that without losing my Ninja Turtles. This kid's not a goddamn prodigy. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fucking wizard. Fuck you. None of it makes sense. Dang it. And I still like it. Dang and that's, it. That's, that, that's, that's why I thought I was a prodigy because that's as far as I could get in that stupid Ninja Turtles game. Is the swimming <laughs> level? Like, oh, I'm yeah. just like the pride. I'm the uh, damn level and I drown my fucking turtles every time. So dumb. Like, oh, okay, sweet. I'm, I am a prodigy. I'm so, just like Jimmy. Uh, so then the fucking, <laughs> so these kids set off across the country 
and then Jimmy's biological dad and Jimmy and Fred Savage's oldest brother set out to get them. And I actually think that they're the most enjoyable like duo in the movie. At least. Oh, definitely. And so, so that's Christian Slater is playing the older brother, and then Boo Bridges or whatever, whatever the fuck his name is. It's an old actor. You look him up, and everybody will be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, I, the father. Right? I had no idea that that older brother was Christian Slater until I read about it later, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, fucking, dude, he looks like he, well, I guess he oh. is young back then, but he looks so young. Like, yeah. Um, He's like 18 back then. Right. That, that's like when, uh, when I watched it last night with uh, Brittany. I was like, oh, fuck, Christian Slater's in this. Like, I didn't even remember that at all. No, me neither, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so you had Christian Slater, Tobey Maguire, and Fred Savage in the same, like, in this fucking shitty Nintendo. Yeah. Like, if you just told me that those three actors are in a movie, I'm like, oh, wow, that's probably a really good movie. But then it turns out, like, no, it's pretty (laughs) dumb. It was. No, it was. (laughs) It's not. So they fucking, they set off across the country, and then the, the tough girl that they team up with, uh, she yes. realizes that they could put because they realize that Jimmy's like this fucking video game like second coming, and they're like we could put him in the Nintendo World Championships or whatever they call it, Armageddon, video game Armageddon or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they go there, they can win fifty thousand dollars. They'll split it, and then it turns out that she like lives in a trailer out in the middle of like the desert and doesn't really have much family and she's going to use the money to help buy a new house and stuff like that. And like, sure, I guess it's like a, it's a means to an end to justify them going to this fucking video game championship. But it's still like, it's, I'm sorry guys. It's just so dumb. Like this whole movie sucks and I love it, but fuck me. It's stupid. It's like, well, uh, even like, even so even little details and I, I get it, you know, filmmaking back then people didn't give a shit about little details because a people didn't sit there and like watch movies with a pause or, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just watched it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a thing that people picked apart every little thing. But when we were watching it last night, they never once plugged in one of the Nintendos that they play. Like when, uh, when at, at one scene, um, Christian Slater and the dad, they go and they're at a fucking cheesy motel. And Christian Slater goes to the back of their pickup truck and they're transporting the Nintendo in the back of the pickup truck. Yeah, I noticed that too. They just left this box with an NES and all these games just laying in the back of their pickup truck outside of a motel. Yeah, I noticed that too. In their landscape, their landscaping company pickup truck that has this fucking tree in it. The tree's upright, so that tree's like dead. Yeah. You can't drive on the highway with a tree upright like that. It would just fucking decimate the leaves and absolutely wreck it. They grab the Nintendo out of the back and he's like, oh, you know, Jimmy's old Nintendo box, blah, blah, blah. And then he just puts it on top of the TV and starts playing it. I was like, he didn't fucking plug it in. Dude, And every time they like bring it out, every time they bring it out and then like go and pack it away, they never unplug anything. They just like grab it and go. Yeah, that fucking, oh, dude, the scene where they're at the car, the the garage, where the fucking, uh, where that like bounty hunter guy, we'll get into him in a second. But that bounty hunter guy like slashed their tires or whatever. So their car's getting worked on. And uh, the yeah. dad like takes the NES into like this like old shop and hooks it up to this old TV and he's playing Nintendo. And then when the uh, Christian Slater's like, "Come on, we gotta go," and the dad's like, "Oh, fine." And he turns off the Nintendo, picks it up, like leaves that little gray box that screws into the cable thing. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But he like leaves all that behind, just takes his NES and leaves. And I was like, "No!" Like if you're gonna, if this <laughs> is supposed to be fan service to us kids, then make it fan service. That's not how this works. You can't. I agree with you. That fucking drove me insane. Ah, oh, fuck oh, me. Oh, every every time. Same. The guy puts the power glove on. Uh, we'll get to that later. But he, the guy guy puts the power glove on. He doesn't have like any of the sensors on it, and he's using it 
in a way that like on a game that you wouldn't use the power glove like that. Oh like, God. Fuck, yes. There's like four games that you can use the power glove for. This is bullshit. Yeah. So I, lo- I love, <laughs> I love the glove. It's so bad. I love that fucking line so much. I love the power glove. It's so bad. So yeah. Okay. Well, let's do that. It's so so they bad. made for my money, the coolest character in the movie, maybe not the coolest, but the funny, the cheesiest is Lucas. They fucking meet yeah. this kid who's supposed to be like the he like he's mean to all his friends. Like he yells at them and he, tells them to go get pop for him and stuff like that. He's like the Cobra Kai guy from Karate Kid. He's like the bad guy who's not that bad, but he's still kind of like just a douchebag. Like he's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's not like there's along the way they run into like bullies and like people who are robbed them, the kids on the highway, right? Yeah. So he's not like that. Like he's just competition. He's like their their main competition. So yeah. he's not like a fucking villain but he's the villain you know? yeah yeah and he like so he's gonna go in the world championship too that's like his big plan but they fucking meet this kid and jimmy's been hustling everyone and then they go someone's like he's pretty good but he couldn't beat lucas and they're like oh yeah so then they go meet this kid named lucas and they go to like he's just like sitting on the porch of his house and that's where his nintendo and everything is set up on the porch of his fucking house. And then he takes out his... Yeah, he's like... He takes out this box of video games. And he's like, I have them all. And there's like a dozen games in it. And I was <laughs> like, no, there's way more games than that. And then he fucking... He, mentioned, he mentions that he has 91 of them, which I think might have been how many were out at that time. Might have been. But he, he did mention... He mentioned like... Because I, I had some of those uh, like those knockoff cartridges that had like 76 in one, 98 in one. Yeah. So I don't know if that's how many games there were, but I mean... He mentioned that he had more. It's just they show that fancy leather sleeve where it's like 12 cards. I know. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He does say that, that he has them all. But then, yeah, he takes out the sleeve of like a dozen games. And then he puts in, I think, Rad Racer. And then they hook up. His friends, like, he he takes out like this fucking like FBI metal heavy duty briefcase with his name on it. And like, and like unclips them and opens it. And you think that like the cure to cancer is in there or something. Like the way it's like... And then it's just the fucking power glove, <laughs> the shitty fucking remote control or a controller. That's like, like a fucking glove. And he puts it on, fires it up. And then he just murders it. Rad racer. And it's so funny. Cause anyone that's ever even seen a power glove is like, it doesn't work like that at all. That thing is a piece of shit. Like it doesn't do yeah. anything, but they put it in this movie. And then they were like, if you want to be as cool as Lucas, the anti-hero of video games, go get yourself a power <laughs> glove. Cause it's so bad. Oh, fuck me. It's just so cheesy and dumb. And Lucas, or not Lucas, Jimmy watches him play Rad Racer and then just runs out like he's scared of him or something. And it was yeah. like, what? Like, fuck. Ah, oh, fuck off. So, and he would have crushed him. Of course he would have crushed they, him. They, 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 and they point out in the plot like that it was because his PTSD with it, losing his sister and then Freddy Savage is the only connection he has. And Freddy's defending uh, Jenny Lewis's character, uh, whatever the fuck her name was, Haley or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Haley. That's her so. Name, yeah. Lucas was like hitting on Haley, and Freddie Savage is like, "Yeah, this is my girl." And then the Jimmy gets all, "Oh, yeah." You know, so yeah, out. he so, just freaks out. So spoiler, yeah, Jimmy has like PTSD. We'll get into that a little bit. I guess spoiler. The movie's over thirty years old. Everybody knows this fucking yeah. movie. Um. So yeah. So then I think the if whole we're doing a podcast on it. It's just spoiler alert. We're we're gonna tell you the plot. We're, yeah, we're gonna tell you the big quote unquote twist ending, which is actually the stupidest part of the whole movie, in my book. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so they're running across the country. They're hustling people at these arcade NESs that are fucking everywhere. 
Um, and while yeah. they're while they're going across the country, their dad and their older brother Christian Slater are coming along behind them, but they're constantly stopping and playing video games. And then they're also beefing with the like I don't even know how you would you describe him like a bounty hunter kind of. Yeah, I would say like a private detective or person or a private eye who's like specializes in lost kids. Right, and so they hired him to go like get these kids back. Um, so he's kind of kind of a dirtbag. Like he looks like a pedophile the whole. Oh, the whole, the whole movie. movie. Like the whole they like, lean the, into it like, so hard. Yeah, Jimmy's dad dresses like you know the 1970s kind of guy, but he's you know, and same with this detective. But they make like Jimmy's dad the father who's doing everything he can to like support his family, and the private eye they just like paint him as like a total pedophile. Like, yeah, everything do. he says and does, he is just a sleaze ball, and it just like they didn't say pedophile, but they kind of like yeah the they, whole time I was like oh fuck this right. guy gives me the creeps. Yeah, he like walk. It looks like he walked off the like uh, out of a like to catch a predator filming. Like, like he just like, just like the cliche, most greasy looking. And so they do like some yeah. minor like comedy things where he, him and, uh, and, uh, and the dad and brother are kind of getting in each other's way. And it's kind of funny. Like the scene where he's like, uh, the dad is beating on the private eyes car with the shovel and the scene where the yeah, private yeah. eye like slashes their truck tire. I guess it's the same scene where he like slashes their truck yeah. tires and they're running into each other. And it, it's like, it, Honestly, I at times I thought it was like one of the most entertaining parts of this the movie was this fucking creepy private investigator guy and his fucking adventures going across the country trying to catch these two kids that keep outsmarting him. Like it's just God fucking me, it's dumb, Tyler. This is fucking dumb. So and then so then the fucking uh, they all find out that these kids are headed to California to play in the world championship. And uh then they get to California. They get to like Universal Studios or whatever the fuck, wherever it is it's, it's filming. And yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, because they had like Dracula and the Wolfman and, and Frankenstein ripping around. And then they had the King Kong ride. So it must have been Universal. Yeah. But they never say Universal Studios. It just implies it. So, yeah. So they go there and that's where they're filming the Nintendo World Championships. And then the dad and the older brother get there. And then also the private investigator gets there. But then as the private investigator gets there, so does Jimmy's mom and stepdad. And they come in and they're like, you better get this and kid. That too hi- and that too hired the private investigator, just to be clear. Right. And so then- it's kind of like the dad and brother and then the private investigator, they're racing to try and find the kid. Yeah. Because like the, the movie, the- it's them, them in conflict trying to rescue the kid. Right. Because like, the dad just wants to find the kid because Jimmy's his kid. And the private investigator yeah. wants to find Jimmy because then he gets paid. So then he's freaking out that they're going to Yeah, cuz he's a dirt bag. So then he's freaking out that like the mom like dude and the oh my god and he does like some creepy shit. Like do you remember when they're staying at um fucking what's the girl's name again? Um Haley. Haley. They're staying at like Haley's trailer in the desert or whatever. And then like Fred Savage yeah. gets up in the morning and he comes out and the living room's empty and he's like what the hell? And then he looks outside and that creepy private investigator has like broken into their trailer, kidnapped Jimmy. And thrown him in the back of the car, and and I was like, "That's the creepiest shit!" Like he just went out to no, this- it, but but it gets creepier from there because as he's driving, he throws Jimmy a sucker. He's like, "Oh, I have a sucker kid, you know, whatever." And then Jimmy throws it back, and he's like, "Hey, we could do this the easy way or the hard way." And it's like, "What does that fucking imply?" Dude, it's just so gross. <laughs> so then Haley calls oh. all these truckers, and they basically because her dad's them, a trucker. Because her dad's a trucker, so she calls up like all her friends, and they all like corner. Uh, they corner the fucking the private investigator in like the middle of the highway and basically beat yeah, him up and, of, and get Jimmy back. And one of the truckers, the 
the the one like the main trucker that they kind of interact with a few times like the Banky. big, the big dumb the, guy he, the big yeah he's the hero of the whole fucking movie because he gambles for them and gets them like four hundred dollars to get to oh LA. yeah he <laughs> what the fuck? He, fucking, he beats the crap out of the pedophile and rescues jimmy like he's the fucking man spanky is the man spanky in the whole is movie. The man. like he was my he was my favorite character the whole movie. Yeah, they have the like second time. Uh, like when I when I watched it as a kid, I was like, "Oh, I'm Jimmy. I will be a video game prodigy." This time I watched it, and I was like, "Thank you, fuck yeah." They they fucking have like eight dollars left, and it turns out that Haley knows how to play craps. So she goes to the casino, just stands like thirty feet away, and yells at Spanky about where to put his money. And Spanky's like playing their money and winning all this money at craps. And I love that, like, and I get that it's a different time in 1989 or whatever, but like security is just letting these three young children just hang out in the casino, yelling at this guy to play. Like, it's obvious who's playing the craps. She just can't actually put it down. <laughs> and everyone is completely oblivious and okay to it. And then finally security throws them out. And all security does is call Spanky a creep for gambling for children. And that's all it is. Yeah. And I was like, no one's mad about this. The parents are freaking out that the kids are gone. The dad and the private investigator have literally both tried, like they've both like attempted manslaughter. And no one's even blinking at these two trucks and cars beating the shit out of each other. And these three children are just hanging out at casinos gambling and everyone's totally fine with it like what fuck it <laughs> i feel like what this a whole, glorious time to live fuck me dude <laughs> this whole movie was just like it's like nintendo realized what like, okay like they sat down and were like okay what do we need to promote this movie well super mario brothers yeah. 3 which we'll get to in a minute that's the big thing but what else can we promote well we could promote like double dragon ninja guided ninja turtles like some of our cool franchises make them seem really easy so easy in fact that this little under 10 year old child that's never played these games can fire them up on an arcade which would be even harder than to play with an nes controller and can just burn like burn through them despite the fact that we never saw footage from anything other than the first levels ever but apparently they're fucking like i'm like it's like and then and then like oh yeah we need to show off the power glove and make it seem like it's actually an unfair advantage when in reality it's like the biggest load of of shit ever yeah like fuck me what? I hate fuck I hate I hate this movie. I, I like I love it but I hate it. So um yeah, so the fucking guy breaks into their house and kidnaps the kid and then at one point he finds out that Jimmy's in the arcade in the casino. So then he goes oh, into the, the power the power glove the power glove came out the year the movie came out. So they that's like a big promo. Oh, for sure it is. And they the make it seem too, so like, cool. Like they really do. You're watching it and you're like, "Oh, wow, that's pretty rad." And it's like, in reality, no one has ever said anything good about the Power Glove ever, other than it looks cool. Like, it doesn't do fucking anything. Ugh, did I, you have one? No. No. Did you? I had one growing up, yeah. Did it, like, did it work at all? Uh, there's a game where you could, it was kind of like, um, what was that game? Arkanoid, where you'd bounce the ball and knock yeah. the bricks out, but you would catch the ball and throw it, and instead of throwing it vertically on the screen, you were throwing it so that it created like a... Uh, an illusion of 3d space so you'd catch the ball and throw it that was fun everything else trash right and, and, and like and he picks money. it up while his friends put like one sensor on types in a code and then just owns rad race and it's like fuck you fuck you lucas you little fucking i fucking hate that kid so <laughs> so they get to so okay so and listen i know that some of you guys like we'll talk about the individual games they play in a second we're gonna finish the movie uh so they get to california they're playing in this fucking Nintendo World Championship. It turns out that like everybody uh, finds them, like all, like the everyone gets into the stadium where the oh 
okay, where the world championship is running, and now all of a sudden everyone's cool with it because they get to the finals, and the final three are Lucas, Jimmy, and then this nerdy-looking girl. I can't remember yeah. her name, but like if Donatello like was a a prepubescent girl that was playing video, like it'd be her. Like it's just like just just awful. And then it turns out that like the the whole dude the host of the world championships is even more of a creep than that private investigator. Like he, I fucking hate him. I hate that fucking guy. Man, I no, hate he that was just guy. ripped on coke. No, yeah, he, he oh, he's coke. on all kinds of coke. But there's one scene where, like, the little girl that makes the finals is, like, standing there, and, like, the host goes over, like, puts his arms around her, and he's, like, playing with her pigtails as they're hanging down. And I just was like, this is creepy and fucking weird. And this guy looks like, if you've never seen it, the host of the World Championships, he looks like the evil clerk from Home Alone 2. I can't remember oh, yeah, his name. Absolutely. But that's who, that's who he looks like, is that creepy guy. The... Playing with the pigtails and putting his arms around her, though, that's totally a coke thing to do. Like, yeah. he's just fucking coked out of his mind. When when you see him come out and, oh, man, you want again? He's just losing his mind. It's like, oh, that guy is high as fuck. I assume he's, I also assume that he is high, yeah. So, so the the, yeah. the quarterfinals or like the preliminary rounds happen. They get down to their three finalists and they know it's Lucas, Jimmy, and this nerdy girl. And Lucas is obviously scared of losing to Jimmy. Uh, and he comes outside and he sees the private investigator who's looking for them. And he goes, hey, they're over there and shows them where they are. So then you get this like, quote, unquote, I feel like the comic book guy right now. Like just like your quote, unquote, hilarious chase scene <laughs> where they chase him across like where the private investigator and the dad and older brother are chasing Fred Savage and this little weirdo Jimmy across Universal Studios. And then finally they get kind of locked in an attic above the arena where the finals are happening and they're yelling it because they can see lucas through the vent they're standing on and they're like lucas tell them not to start the event and lucas being the schnai little sack of shit that he is is like just ignoring them and then they end up stuck in this like elevator thing and the big host like introduces the finale lifts the curtain to like the final like to open up the set to the final the big finale of the tournament and lucas and the nerdy girl were already standing there waiting but then lucas is or jimmy is actually behind the set like ready to go and Nobody even questions the fact that this kid is in like an authorized restricted area or anything. They're just like, this is fine. Here he is. He's our third finalist. Wow. And I just was like, would yeah. someone get mad about something? Please. Like, how <laughs> the fuck is all this stuff? Like, did I miss anything there? Like, is, I know if it sounds stupid, it's because it is. But I like, that's it, right? Like, that's the whole, that's the scene. I don't think I missed anything. Yeah, essentially. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. No, you didn't miss anything. So dumb. So then they lift up the curtain to what they'll be playing for the big finale, and it turns out they're playing the brand new, never before seen Super Mario Brothers three. Which, as a Mario fan, as a Nintendo fan, uh, I this is this is fucking I love it. I fucking because I remember the hype around this game when it came out, and like when that like title song kicks up and all of them are looking at it, the crowd's going crazy. Ah, uh, fuck, I love that so much. It makes me feel so happy. Just, just like I just love Mario Three. It's so iconic. Like, what a great way to promote your video game. Make an entire movie oh. where the finale is based oh, yeah. around your and, new video game. Yeah, instead of a commercial, and like for anybody in North America, because also there's no internet at this time, so there's not like it's not like people are going online and being like, "Yo, Japan," blah, 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 or anything like that. There's literally no promo in North America at this right. point for this video game. So anybody who saw this movie in the theaters, that's the first time they saw Super Mario Three. The first time they even heard that that game was coming out. Yeah, yeah, in Which, North America. So it fucking blew minds. Right. right, like it's huge. Like the marketing for Mario Three was like for me, that's the first big. Like, like 
blockbuster video game release. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about like the Halo 2 release and and stuff like that, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. Super Mario 3 uh, to me was like the first one. That was just fucking oh, yeah. like game changing. Uh <laughs> so they lift up this curtain. The three players find out they're going to be playing Super Mario Brothers 3. They have like 10 minutes or whatever to get the highest score that they can. And then the score <laughs> thing is just the score thing it is just this, it doesn't make any sense. Go ahead. You can't get score a score like that in Super Mario 3. And then he uses the warp whistle and he gets like a huge boost in score. Oh. And that's not how that works. You use the warp whistle. You don't get more points for warping to another level. Like it's all based on the coins you get and the enemies you bought. You literally don't get like a huge boost from that. It's it, whatever. So they, yeah. So they, it, they, so they get told they have 10 minutes to get as many points as possible in Mario 3. But then it's so awesome because the way the points are tracked as opposed to the point counter in the actual game. There's just this like made up screen with three knights like on horses, like they're jousting, and they're the 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 three horses. The further across the screen they are, the higher your score is, and so you can see where the three of them are and relate to their scores to each other. And my favorite thing about all this is like, so they're playing Super Mario Three, which they've never played. They're playing it with a fucking joystick and buttons, which I'm telling you that would be impossible. Like Mario Three, you need the D pad, you need precise play mechanics yeah yeah yeah. then everyone's hyping up that jimmy is this video game prodigy and he's dying left and right in like the first couple <laughs> levels of mario brothers 3 that i'm like literally oh, anyone can pick up and they're saying he's on world 2 that was the other thing they're it's the first level and they keep saying he's on world 2 and i'm like fuck he's not on world 2 he's still on world 1 yeah none of this stupid. makes sense so jimmy no so lucas and the girl are both pulling ahead of jimmy because jimmy keeps dying and it's like, how the fuck? Like, you're you're not a prodigy if you can't beat the first couple levels of Mario Brothers Three. I'm sorry. So then all of his this is like the the best part of the whole movie is that people start yelling that like he's almost out of time. He needs to get the warp whistle, get the whistle, which nobody has ever seen this game. There's no way anybody should know that this warp whistle fucking exists. It's ridiculous. No, exactly. But, and even in Mario 2, like, even if you use Mario 2 as a comparison, it's not, like, Mario 2 wasn't rooted in a Mario world. It was, like, a reskin game. So there wasn't, like, warp whistles. That the the enemies weren't even the same. So, like, it's complete. So <laughs> it's one of those things where I was like, what the fuck? How do you know about this? That's, that's always big been my block, biggest big part, with, my biggest beef with the movie is the way that he fucking just knows about this fucking warp whistle so he gets the warp whistle uses it goes to world four and all of a sudden his score meter is just going off like it's been pumped full of adrenaline and like tyler said so it's like oh no points don't matter based on the enemies you kill or the lives you collect or the coins you pick up points matter based on apparently how far you are in the game and their weird made up point system and Jimmy was the only one that knew the warp. Oh, no. Jimmy's not the only one that knew the warp whistle was there. Fred Savage and them knew it was there because they were telling him to go get it, yeah. even though nobody had any way to know. Oh, God. So fucking. So then Jimmy gets the warp whistle. He goes to World 4, which I'm 100% sure was just their way of showing off Giant Land, which is obviously the best level in the or the best world in the game. Yeah. No question. Is it called Giant Land or Little Big World? Oh, it's it is it's big world right or giant land i think it's i don't remember i think it's giant land it doesn't yeah. matter but anyway like that's the coolest part of the game so they use that to show that off then the timer counts down to zero and then it turns out that jimmy has won and has become the world champion because he was able oh, to track down the warp land. he was able to track down the warp whistle and use it that lucas the gaming expert had no idea was there 
And then that poor girl, like, it's just a distant third and she sucks and nobody knows. Like, I don't know why she's there to begin with. Like, nobody watching that was like, she's going to win. Like, why the fuck is she? They didn't even list her in the credits. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's unlisted. Like, I don't get why. Like, why not just have it Jimmy and Lucas, like, just one-on-one? That would have been so much more fun. But anyway. Um the the cast has like Spanky listed on it, but does not have her. <laughs> not the girl, yeah. So then they, so no. then Jimmy wins the world championship, and everyone's happy. And then they're driving. So now they're all friends again. Like the dad, the stepdad, the the mother, everyone's just all pals, and they're all driving back across the country. Like they're just like, yeah, let's go home. And then they stop at this amusement park or whatever it is, and uh, Jimmy like runs in there, and he's got this like uh, lunchbox he carries with him everywhere with pictures of his his dead twin in there, his dead twin sister. Cause apparently she like drowned and Jimmy didn't save her, but he watched her drown or something. Is that right? Cause he was afraid of the water. Yeah. 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 He was afraid of the water. And, and that's, that's super common. Sure. Like kids dying that way. That's one of the most common ways. Like, you know, a lot of families have dugouts on their property, shit like that. Right. That is super common. I have uh, my best friend, his little sister died like that. So that's like, not even like a far fetched thing. Like that was one of the things that watching it as an adult, I was like, Oh, that's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, like, it's just, like, I, I actually don't have a beef with the story outside of the fact that, like, it's... it's the plot it's, holes with the video game. Well, obviously, there's, like, a ton of plot holes where they just were, like, okay, well, I felt like they... Like, it feels like they wrote a script, and then they were, like, okay, this script fucking sucks. And then Nintendo, like, saw it and was, like, well, we'll help you guys <laughs> produce it. We just have to fill all these plot holes with our video games. And they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, Perfect. And so, yeah, they have, like, the big happy ending where they're all, like, in love and they, they go and, like, pay tribute to the passed away sister and then that's the end of the movie. And it's, like, it's just... Well, <laughs> how the fuck? Like, I... I, I I'm... I... What? I don't... <laughs> well, uh, and the mom at the end, too. This was, this was something that I was like, oh, okay. So the mom at the end, when they're having their big reconciliation, looks to the dad, like, so... And she's remarried. She has, like, another husband at this yeah. point. And she looks to the dad and she's, like... She, like, smiles at him and she kind of almost winks. I, I, I'm going to say she winks. And then anybody can call me out if they actually watch it and there's no winks. But winks at him and says, we'll talk when we get back home. She's totally leaving the step, isn't it? They, like, insinuate that, yeah, no, the marriage... The other marriage is fucking done and she's going to go back to the, 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 you know, the dad who's, like, a landscaper yeah and get the family back together yeah yeah so it was a it was a weird thing where i was like what about the stepdad i mean like he tried (laughs) and it's like what oh you guys reconciled your family wow that's what was there like a big life-changing event that made that happen and they're like well actually yeah our youngest uh ran away with our second youngest hitchhiked across the country um and then won a video game world championship (laughs) got twenty five thousand dollars which is a lot of cash back then and, and uh yeah and now we're back together like we're one big happy family yeah. again what the fuck <laughs> uh, it's so so obvious like so the only other, like before we get into just a couple of the video game things because i want to talk about some of the video games that are in this have you got any other big thoughts on this story that i like is there anything else about this before we just talk the video games in it for a few minutes because that's really my hey. favorite part but is there anything else in this that we need to that i missed or that we should bring up well, Spanky is the actual hero. Freddy yep. Savage can fuck off. Yeah. Uh, the tree in the back of the pickup truck. If anybody watches this movie after listening to this podcast, pay attention to that fucking tree because he is a survivor. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole movie, like when the truck gets broken down, like the whole movie, it's one of those little things. Like there's lots of continuity errors, lots of plot holes in the movie, but it's one of the little things where I was like, wow, they really made an effort to 
to have continuity with that tree. Like, I don't know what the fuck the director was thinking to have all these other plot holes, but that tree is like a solid piece of cinematography as it goes on the journey with everyone. I like it. I like that. I'm a a, a film nerd, so I notice these super asinine details. I like that. I never noticed that tree, but now I kind of want to watch it again to pay attention to the tree. Plus, I want to watch... Go ahead. When their truck gets scrapped and they have to rebuild it, the tree's in the back of the scrapyard. And then at the last scene, like the leaves are all off. It is totally dead. The truck has different quarter panels on it and everything. Like they've totally Frankenstein this truck back together. And the tree's still in the back. Like it's just really solid, really solid, like detail. That tree is, Um, uh, that's the sister spirit in the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. And, and because <laughs> at the end, at the end, everybody's reconciled. So the tree has died and everything's moved. On. Yeah, because it's finally now we're at yeah. peace. You've put your lunchbox yeah. full of my pictures in this old action or this old statue of a dinosaur that no one will ever see. And now I can now I can rest in peace. Fucking weird. Yeah. The the director Todd Holland's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, they get it, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> the tree was Jenny, yeah, or whatever the fuck the kid's name was. Um, so they play um, they play the video mo- so games. The movie. No, yeah, go ahead. Just before we go into yeah. some of the details, the other thing, the movie actually did really well. It had moderate box office success. It had six million dollars to make it. It uh, doubled its box office. I would so believe it, that. I think it made like it made like fifteen million in the box office. So it was a success. Well, you gotta for like all these plot holes. Yeah, well, and, like, people that weren't around back then, you've got to remember that, like, Nintendo Mania was at, like, its fucking, its peak, like, right around the time of Mario Brothers 3, right? Like, everybody had an NES in the 80s. Like, the Genesis wasn't a factor. You know what I mean? Like, this was straight up Nintendo Mania. So, like, I would totally believe that this made money because it's, quite frankly, like, would it be any different than releasing, like, a fucking... I don't know, like a Fortnite movie now, like it would clean up. Do you know what I mean? Or like Angry Birds yeah, did no, or whatever, exactly. just because it's, it's just, it's, that's the, that's the fad at the time. And NES, like the NES was the fad at this time when yeah. this movie came out. Um, and yeah. so go and ahead. Like a big cast. Like that was an all-star cast at the time. Fred Savage was a huge name for TV. I don't know. Was, was his show on yet? The Wonder Years? Like, I, I think his show was going. So I think so. he would have been a big name. Yeah. And then, uh, Christian Slater, like he was already starting to garner quite a bit of success. Like he did young guns the following year. So, and so this would have been like some of his early successes. Yeah, dude. I, I, I read I that he was, was in the guns. movie and I was like, I young couldn't, guns too. I couldn't place him. Like at first I was like, I thought maybe he was the dad. And then I was like, holy fuck, Christian Slater got fat. And then I realized, no, no, he's that fucking teenage son. I was like, holy fuck, Batman before like before he was Batman, man. He looks like a baby here. Um, so they play all these games and <laughs> I love that they, so they get to Vegas for the world championships or LA or wherever the fuck they had to go, California for the championships. And uh, they're like, we been, what, is, what does Haley say? We have three days to get him good at every game they could throw at him, which is like 90-some games, like you said. Yeah. And so basically, yeah, yeah. They, they take they take fucking Jimmy to this arcade that's in a casino, and apparently this arcade is full of cabinets with every NES game ever made in them. And he's just sitting there playing these games on these arcade cabinets while fucking uh, Haley is calling one of the Nintendo counselors to get a tips on every yes. NES game. So that's a detail. Like, so Brittany, like watching this, she was like, they had hotlines for this. I'm like, oh, like, cause she wasn't a gamer. Like, you know, she plays Nintendo switch now and, and does a bit of gaming, but she didn't game back then. Like right. there wasn't, you know what I mean? 
so I was like, oh yeah, they had hotlines. Like I called it all the time. You, like they had hotlines, they had magazines, they had shows. Like uh, what was that show where you know it's letter time, it's letter time. Video and arcade like, top uh, ten. Yeah, yeah. Like they had shows dedicated to just showing, like you know, video games, arcade games. They would go through tips, tricks, yeah. you know, codes, everything, and then you could write in letters. Same with these uh, hotlines. Like these hotlines were huge. Oh, the hotlines and, were were, and, were a big deal back then. My my biggest beef with this is the fact that like those hotlines were like two ninety nine a minute or something, and fucking oh, yeah, ridiculously expensive. And, and Haley just literally spends an entire weekend in a phone or in a hotel room on the phone with this guy as this guy tells her how to play every NES game in existence, and then she's writing down the notes, giving them to Fred Savage, who's taking them to Jimmy, who stays awake for three days straight in this casino arcade playing every NES game ever, and they show him like playing like Mega Man and RC Pro Am and Ninja Gaiden, oh yeah, and like games that I'm like you couldn't. First of all, you can't just pick up and beat this game. And it's like, and you certainly can't just pick up and beat it on an arcade cabinet. But apparently Jimmy the fucking here, like, it's so, it's just blatantly them trying to squeeze in as many games as they can into this fucking movie. It's so stupid. I hate it. I, it literally, it, it, it like legitimately irritated me watching this. Because I was like, that's so, not how this fucking works. It takes years to and get good know. at one of these fucking games, goddammit. <laughs> That's why everyone that grew okay. up in the NES era is good at like three games. Because those are the three that <laughs> you took the say, time to learn. It takes you years to get good at those games. Yeah, you're right. I'm not Jimmy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a kid <laughs> not, with a lunchbox. Not, not Jimmy Woods. Not Jimmy fucking Woods. <laughs> so so that that bothers me. Watching him like apparently learn how to play every arcade, every NES game in a weekend... That bothers me. The fact that this fucking NES counselor knew how to beat every game and could explain them all to her over the phone over three, that bothered me. But what bothers well, me? I more don't think. Oh no, no, no. So the counselor didn't know how to beat every one of those games. They had binders with walkthroughs, right? And this is pre-internet, so they're like basically Nintendo. The developers would have written like a walkthrough on all the details of the game and then given it to these hotlines. Right. Yeah. Right? They show him like in so, his in so, his like cubby with all these binders everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't know fuck all. He's just, you know, regurgitating information from a binder. But still he probably fucking, never even played a Nintendo. Fucking doofus. Um, plot, <laughs> plot twist. That's Lucas's older brother. Oh, teaching Jimmy how to beat Lucas. He's like, I want that kid to fucking give me back the TV, so beat him. Um, so yeah. that bothers me. But what bothers me more than that, it, probably the thing that irritates me the most, is the way that their dad plays NES. Because it's like it, oh, yeah. it's it like you mentioned. Sure, it irritates me the way they don't like hook them up properly and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just like every kid watching this knows how these games work. We've all played the original Ninja Turtles, and when Christian Slater wakes up in that greasy hotel and he looks at his old man who's sitting on the floor, literally looks like he's fucking like like going into fucking like shocked just shaking and his eyes are wide open and he's losing his mind and he's like i got the scroll weapon on level three and i almost beat mecha turtle or fucking whatever and then they finally show the screen that he's playing and it's the very first sewer full health leonardo there's not even any enemies around it's just leonardo walking and i just was like that's not how people play With these yeah <laughs> fucking really oh, it drove me crazy it drives me insane it's just like the box art on these old NESs and stuff like that where you see the entire family gathered around and like everyone's freaking out and excited while Billy's playing Mario but he's on like the first level getting that first mushroom and I'm like nobody's excited by this what the fuck this is not how games are played it really bothers me I'm sorry 
it's just if you're gonna if you're gonna make a piece of art and it's gonna revolve around something like playing video games, then do a little bit of fucking homework. You're Nintendo. You know how people play these games. <laughs> like I you like yeah. I, I would like to believe Shigeru Miyamoto watched this and was so mad at the way that they were fucking like jumping and like freaking out with their controllers. And it's like that's not how anyone plays the first level of Ninja Turtles ever. Fuck you. But then if they if they actually showed how people play video games, it would be a kid sitting there, a little bit of drool dripping down his face, eyes unblinking, totally bloodshot, just looking at the out the window and seeing the sun come up and being like, oh fuck. Yeah. But I would prefer that. Because that'd be I can relate to that. I know how that works. Fucking drives me insane. Like just and like and then and then, and then like dude so, so I actually was I, I was uh, Ninja Turtles might get the most screen time of any game in this movie like it's got to be up there it gets a lot of screen time like ninja turtles shows that up or ninja the gaiden the ninja gaiden and ninja turtles they were both yeah. on there quite a bit because the, gaiden was up there three three scenes or something and ninja turtles same turtles like i mean the the, the, the ninja the gate the, the the ninja the ninja gaiden one kind of surprises me because i'm like really like that's a big game for you guys the ninja turtle one makes complete sense because like Again, if you weren't growing up in this era, like not only was NES fucking king, but the Ninja Turtle, like that's why that game is one of the best selling games on the NES. It's not a great game. It's just it's it's, it's hard. Oh, it's so hard. But um, that's the, but that's my point. Is like I get that they had to put this in the movie because they were like, well, Ninja Turtles is huge. NES is huge. Let's show that we have Ninja Turtles on the NES, and that we'll sell a bunch more games. I get all that. What bothers me is that this fucking dad who's never played a game before who thinks it's stupid has apparently gotten further in his, like the first night that he played this than I have in thirty five years. When he's like talking about like like some of the people that he's fought, and then they show him on the first level, and I'm like, no, Pixar didn't happen. You did not fucking get to those final levels. You lying sack of shit. Fucking drives me crazy. Oh, he did. That's it. Runs in the family. He's yeah. also a savant. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I uh, dude, what a fucking, what a stupid movie. I just I don't know. Like, if it, if it did not have any S in it, would you like and, it? And as as stupid as it was, it was a fun movie. I, if it didn't have an NES in it, I would have probably had to watch it in film studies and fucking hated it. Right. Like, listen, everyone that, because listen, a whole bunch of us that grew up in this area love, or not in this area, this era, we all love this movie. I get it. Like, because we all grew up around it and we all love Nintendo and stuff like that. But <laughs> we all know this movie sucks, right? Like, nobody's going into this flick being like, it was a great movie. Like, you're watching it because they've referenced some Nintendo, and there's a couple silly, stupid scenes, but, like, the acting sucks in it, the fucking, the writing sucks, there's plot holes everywhere, nothing about it makes any sense. I almost wonder if you would enjoy it more not being a diehard Nintendo fan, because then maybe you wouldn't notice all the little mistakes. Like, I, maybe, maybe you would enjoy it more that way, if you didn't know all the things that are wrong in it. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what I think, because I, I think a lot of that stuff is details that we're picking out. But if you didn't play video games, like it would just be like, oh yeah, they're, they're bonding over the video games. Sweet, sure. You know? Yeah, like, like, it would just seem like more of a, uh, you know, a, a, a feel good story, right? Sure. Like if the movie was all about like building houses, I don't know anything about building houses. So they could be building these houses and like a framer is watching this. And they're like, you can't put a three tenths joist at that angle with those nails. That whole house is going to come down. <laughs> Whereas I'm watching it like, oh, wow, father and son are building a house. Yeah, that's fucking cool. So maybe that's how people look at no, it. But I, it, I can't. I that's can't super legit. It. I go back and I watch Enemy at the Gates and like 
the World War II stuff, the sniping, no idea, nothing about that. But there's a scene where they're fighting in a factory, and I'm like, those electric motors weren't invented back then. That type of ducting didn't exist back then. Those, what the fuck are they doing in this movie? So that probably happens. But now, now we sound like the fucking nerds on Simpsons when uh, the voice of Itchy and Scratchy's doing the Q and A at the comic book shop, and one of the three nerds from the Simpsons asks about how. Itchy plays Scratchy's ribs like a xylophone and strikes the same bone twice in a row, but makes two different sounds. And he's like, what are we supposed to believe? This is like a magic xylophone. <laughs> and, then, and then like Homer shuts him down. I feel like that's maybe what we're doing. We're like, oh, is this just like a magical NES that doesn't have to be hooked up or turned on properly? And then apparently everyone that plays it is instantly really good at these video games that we literally played for 20 years and weren't able to beat. Like I get, I get it. Like, but like, if they had made the movie more realistic, and this fucking fat dad had sat down and been like, "I tried to play that Ninja Turtles game last night. I can't get past the first sewer. The game's impossible. Fuck this." <laughs> like that's horrible advertising. So I get it, but I still hate it. I hate that. I hate the way that this kid plays all these incredibly difficult games with arcade sticks, and he's fine. I hate the fact that apparently everyone in the world knew the warp whistle and Mario Three existed, despite the fact that ninety seconds earlier they didn't even know that Mario Three fucking existed. I hate that Lucas is such a shitty actor. I hate that he makes it out to be that the power glove is good when the power glove fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate that Toby Maguire was apparently a bully as opposed to being the hero he should have been. I there's nothing good about this movie, but I love it anyways. I'm so I love it anyways. <laughs> but it sucks. I'm done. <laughs> so that's the sign of a great movie. Yeah. You can't find one good thing about it, but it entertained the shit out of you. Yeah, you're probably right. Um listen guys, if you've never seen it. Look it up. It looks like it's on Amazon Prime, but only in the states. Because here in Canada, like I, had to, I paid three dollars to rent it. Yeah, you can. I think on iTunes you can get it for four bucks. Yeah. On Amazon, probably cheaper. But it's uh, and like it's solidly filmed too. The it has a beginning, middle, and end. It's not like it's not it's not something that you can't watch. Like 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 I said, Doom. I can't watch that movie. I sat down and tried watching it recently. It was like, man, this is dog shit through and through the lines, the acting, everything. Like that's a different podcast we should do. But uh, like this, you can watch it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's entertaining. You know, all the plot holes, all the fucking mis- you know, mistakes with showing how people play video games, all of that. It's still watchable and still entertaining. Yeah, it's it still is. a good movie. It is like you and I reviewed the Mario Brothers movie on here, and I shat all over that movie, even though I love it because I, I, it sucks. This is a better movie than the Mario Brothers movie. Like I enjoy yeah. watching well, this the, more with than the Mario I enjoy Brothers movie. That. There's no, yeah, with the Mario Brothers movie, I like it because of nostalgia, not because it's good. This I, I liked it. Like I watched it last night, thinking I was gonna you know with my adult eyes be like oh this is fucking terrible and like i i liked it i i, if I mean, it was on tv if i if i just was watching skim you know scanning the channels and found that on tv i'd sit and watch it. yeah you're right i probably would too and and i know it's not i don't think it's like critically i don't think this is a good movie but but you're right i had fun watching it i would watch it again if i see it on tv i'd watch it again so I'm like, I guess by that account, it is a good movie. Cause it just, it's, it's just, just turn your brain off and enjoy the, like, I, I, I think it has more staying value for people like in our age bracket that grew up in the eighties with the NES. Like if you grew up in the nineties, two thousands and you didn't grow up with the NES, you might watch it and be like, this is kind of dumb. But like for those yeah. of us that grew up in that era, like this, oh God, it just takes you back to being fucking like seven or eight again and discovering these games for the first time. And, and again going back to like thinking some of these games are better than they were because this was just the game you had do you know what i mean like that's kind of how this game that's kind of how this movie felt it just it, i don't know 
I, I'm I'm done. I don't I don't I don't know what else to say. I hate it, but I love it. Like I, yeah. Uh, you got any thoughts before we wrap this up and close it down and score it? Did I miss anything? Fun fact. Fun fact. Luke Edwards, the guy who played Jimmy Woods, also was in Jeeper Creepers too and Newsies. I've never seen. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, this movie this movie came out in 1989. So on a scale of 1 to 1989, what would you score The Wizard? Uh, when did the SNES, when did the Nintendo come out? The original Nintendo. I want to say 84. Someone's going to uh, fucking give it, freak out on me with yeah, that. I'm giving it in 1984 then. Oh, came out oh. in 1983. 83. I'm giving it a 1984 though. Wow, that's I'm a going. Score. I'm giving it a George Orwell score. I, oof, I don't think I can go that good. Uh you know what? I'd fucking give it. Uh, oh Jesus! So I said 84. You said 83, and it came out in North America in 85. So I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> don't fucking yell at us. You know what? I probably I probably give it like a seventeen hundred. Like it's it's like a seven out of ten. It's fine. It's dumb. Go into it knowing that it's not going to be great, and just enjoy the cheesy video game play, and you'll be fine. It's not like they're the only ones, dude. Have you ever seen the clip of like when Will Smith is playing NES on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but like the NES isn't even hooked up? Like it's like he's just yeah. playing it, but it's not hooked up to anything. Like it's not the only like they're not the only show to be criminal uh, to to oh. c- commit the crime of of not accurately portraying video games. It's just that their whole movie is Every- a commercial for video games. Yeah, everyone does it. Like there isn't there there isn't a television show, a fucking movie, or a porno that people are actually playing video games properly. There isn't any kind of media that you can watch where people are actually playing video games. Like yeah. they fucking. They, I, and I can't believe that there's no video gamer on any production company that's like, hey, actually, like that's a weird detail that we can just hammer out and it'll be super accurate, yeah, and fix yeah, anytime. That, agreed. That drives me like I'm almost tempted to pitch a show to the networks where they're like, I, I mean, like I have no idea what the story's gonna be, the plot, the characters, what even. T- what, I just, I just want it to be about video games, and I want them to look like they actually know how to play video games. I'm like, we can figure yeah. all the rest the- later. I just want to look like we know what we're doing. Because it drives me well, fucking we'll, nuts. We'll, uh, we'll rebrand Adam Sucks at Video Games, and it'll actually just be a TV show now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be called and Adam, Adam Knows How to Play Video Games. Adam <laughs> yeah. accurately plays portrays playing video games. <laughs> uh, um, good stuff, man. That was fucking... I've been wanting to cover this stupid movie for quite a while, so I hope we did it service. And uh, thanks for doing I, this, buddy. It was so. fun. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fred good. Savage is going to send you an email, some hate mail. Good. Man, I listen to your podcast. What the fuck, dude? Fred, if that you hear this, I would happily bring you on the show to talk about this movie. Happily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every Anyone but Jimmy. Jimmy's not welcome on my show. I hate that kid. Um, well, he was in Jeepers Creepers too. He's way bigger of a star. That's true. Maybe I'll try to find Lucas <laughs> and bring him on the show. That'd be fun. I'm going to try to find him. All right. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you for doing this, Tyler. Fuck yeah. No problem. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for giving me a call and geeking out about The Wizard with me. And to every single one of you hearing my voice right now, thank you so much for supporting me, supporting the show, supporting Remember the Game Industries. Uh, if you're enjoying what we do, 
please consider supporting us on Patreon too. It's only two bucks a month. The best time of the year to sign up is the first couple days of the month because you can get in on the Patreon poll. You get a whole month of extra podcasts before you're going to get charged again so you can decide if it's worth your $2. It, it is, I promise, probably it is. It helps me out so much. It's win, 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 win. So please consider it. This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass will be me ranking my top 10 favorite RPGs of all time. There's over 50 bonus podcasts over there waiting for you guys as well. So check that out. Uh, we also have a P.O. box that I need to try to remember to plug more often. You can find the full address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. But the P.O. box is Remember the Game, P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6 Victor, 1 Gary 7. Uh, don't worry about sending any big gifts. Please don't send me any bombs or poop or anything. Just a postcard or a letter. Something tell me where you're listening. I have Remember the Game postcards here. I'll send you one back. We could be like pen pals. It'll be kind of, okay, it's pretty lame, but it'd be kind of cool at the same time. Uh, and then check me out on Twitch. I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, Twitch.tv, and then look for Member the Game, not Remember. Member the Game. Just hit me with a follow. It's free. Then you'll see whenever I'm online. We have a great community over there that's very welcoming. You can come in, give me a hard time, give them a hard time. I'll give you a hard time. And it's just hard times all around fucking hard 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 and that'll do it you guys i'll be back on friday for our patreon supporters with game patch 16.0 i'll be back on sunday for patreon supporters with expansion pass number 37 i think and i'll be back on monday with game patch 16.0 for the free feeds and then i'll be back next wednesday seven days from right now with episode 127 of remember the game thanks for listening you guys and i will talk to you all again soon i'm gonna go stumble through the patreon shout outs now Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I just could not produce all the podcasts I'm churning out each week without your support. So I'd like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. So a huge heartfelt thank you to Aaron Cuphall, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam O'Shirello, Alan C., Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew Halepchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, April Zane, Arpad Bodos, Ashley Cronenbitter, Badar Barhumi, Ben Bulia, Ben Busha, Ben Drinken, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M., Chris Campbell, Chris Flurry, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Craig Crash Bandicoot, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Danny Vega, Dario Omen, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, David Schnatterer, Desert Tortoise, Divalk, Do How, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Doxor, Dylan, Eric Canard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Grant Robertson, Grimpy, Andre SJA Flash, James Clark, Jared, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jake Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskis, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Domlin, Kevin Hufford, Cryptobox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Winan, Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Martin Greenwood, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Michael Mathis, Michael Hag, Mike Malawaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Wolverine Films, Nathan Tromblay, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No One Cares, OG Big Titus, PB McFadden, Peebs, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome 21, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott V., Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Starro Probin, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, The Giraffe, The T Word, Thomas D. Reynolds, Tim L., Tim Riel, Tom, or Todd, 
Tom, Tony, Travis, Trevor Hillier, Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L, Vladsteed, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, X Water, Yamcha, Zane Donovan, Silver Grunion, and Tony Chirichetti. Thank you all so much. I fucking almost nailed that one. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you again in a few days. Thank you so much for the support. You guys are the best, and I love all of you but one, and you know which one it is. Cheers.